is. Yeah. Are you looking forward to to support partnership with uh, either government or private organizations to help you to scale up this particular yeah. innovation? Yeah. Is it something if, you would welcome? If you can help me, I'll do painting. Well, necessity really is a mother of invention. And you want to stay tuned because um, Nanan Sako is up next with uh, his own views on what has been happening in the last uh, few weeks and months. Stay with him for that right after this. My name is Evans Benson. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Stop COVID-19 spread and save lives. The front line in the fight against COVID-19 is your front door. Stay at home. Staying at home to prevent COVID-19 is not imprisonment. It's for your own safety. Only go out if you need essential items such as food, water, and drugs. If you have to go out, sanitize your hands with alcohol-based hand rub anytime you touch money or frequently use surfaces like doorknobs and handles. Avoid overcrowding in vehicles. Reduce the number of passengers in your car to prevent contact. Protect yourself with face masks in public transport. Avoid crowded areas. Continue to wash your hands with soap under running water. Cover your mouth with tissue when you cough and dispose immediately. Avoid shaking hands. Rest at home if you're feeling unwell. Dial 112 for emergencies and 311 for non-emergencies. Remember, the front line in the fight against COVID-19 is your front door. Stay at home. This message is brought to you by the Ministry of Health, the Ghana Health Service, the Ministry of Information and Partners. Super Hits Radio, Radio Joy 99.7.
they say, if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Odote, ni Odote, I see you. Mami Ajwa, I see you. All the way in West Hills Mall. Henrietta Manti from Audome Estates, I see you. Yawo in Achimota, good evening to Tony Awuvi. Greetings to the fellas in North Kanishi. Vincent Afori, all the way in Ada. Mr. and Mrs. Quaid, and Suman as usual. Steven, you are in Somenia. Randy, you are presenting in Tema. Charles Inkum in Kaswa. Erama, you are seated in Teshi. Good. Kobe is in North Dakota. Coco and Araba are registering. Still under official lockdown. Greetings to the guys in North Dakota. The day you are in Adringano. Ebusia Jackson Zidjano. Abusa Jackson. Kinsaw from Ododododo. Repping love. Renee, I see you. Sam, I see you in Pram Pram, Bros Barbecue. Now to all the opinionators, I want you to join me to say a big, big, big happy birthday to Eugenia Sintimedi. Eugenia Sintimtevi. Uh, tomorrow is your birthday. And she's been a loyal, loyal listener. And you say happy birthday to Eugenia. Promise in Pantine, good evening.
Eku, sometimes my son, sometimes my boss. He says, Nana, playtime is over. Eku is always on the ones and twos. Even little princess is now an opinionator. She hears the sick tune and says, yes, that's daddy. Can you imagine? must be doing something right. But hey, folks, if you know, you know. Until the lions have their own historians, the tales of hunting would always glorify the hunter. Folks, I said until the lions have their own historians, the tales of hunting would always glorify the hunter. Hello and welcome to the most opinionated hour on radio and the nation's thought-provoking hour. I am Nana Ansakwao IV, chief of the Little Republic of Akwemu Edumasa. Monday evenings for us are just the best. For us opinionated, Monday evenings are just super. We get to start the week as Ghanaians. We get to start the week as Ghanaians. With all our labels set aside and we come bare, open-minded to debate whether we agree or not agree, but hey, both full of love. And we are here to perform this beautiful ritual. And as you know, it's performed by patriots, with patriots, and most importantly, for patriots. Folks, our topic today, simple but very big. The second independence. Mm -hmm. The second independence. ago in 1885 at the Berlin conference lines were drawn across Africa and within these lines Europeans picked and chose which ones they wanted as their own and so it was this place that we occupy now was called the Gold Coast and it was taken over by the English their primary aim was to develop us to suit them that was their primary aim. Language, religion, even education was to make us clerks to be able to send our raw materials out as quickly as possible and also to tabulate imports of finished goods coming from their world to ours. Now, because of timing, I would have to leave certain details out, but I hope the general point and gist I'm trying to make will come out. 
Folks, there are some of our legends who were not comfortable with the new culture creeping in. But the children who went to their schools were quickly converted into Westerners. Those that went to church were turned away from their traditions. Slowly, we were being made to be sympathetic to our traditions and culture, but very emotional to their way of life. So much so that, folks, even the way we name our children was not good enough. It was just devilish. Most women today are not happily married unless, you know, you dress as a ghost and walk down an aisle, you know. This simple, traditional way of getting married is not good enough. Folks, in the midst of this self-denial and mental confusion, the struggle for independence kicks off. And at the tail end, the people leading the struggle had to decide whether should we hang on a bit so as to bring the citizens up to speed to get them to really understand what they are up against. So they said independence in the shortest possible time. They were not wrong. Because after 60 years, we, are st- we still don't know the implication of what it means to be independent. Then there were those who said, independence must be now. They will not wait for any shortest possible time indeed. To Kwame Nkrumah and the CPP, there was no time like the now. They pushed until Gold Coast gained independence and they renamed her Ghana. But unlike J.B. Dankwa, whose reasons were similar to that of Lee Kuan Yew, bring the people up to speed before letting the colonial masters go. Osajifu's reasons is what I'm going to base my show on today. But let me make it clear. I am not judging any of these decisions. I am just using it as a reference point. Really, really, when we get to the phones, I don't want to hear this. I am not judging their reasons but I'm just using it as a reference point. So why was Kwame so desperate? We were not being maltreated. We were not being killed. Our traditions, you know, to an extent were upheld. We owned our own land. We had a chiefs who had some sort of an authority. So what was the agency? Folks, at the time... The world had not fully recovered from the ruins of World War II. Countries were busy thinking of how to get back on their feet. The UK did not have it, what it takes to resist our pressure for independence and handle their own domestic problems. And bear in mind that no one will just hand over your freedom to you. You must demand it. You must fight for it. Legally, through whatever means, you must go get up and go get it. But folks, in 1957, what we really got was a great part of our political independence. And with that, folks, we have tried, I mean, Ghana has tried a number of political governance styles during this period. Everything, coups, you know, prime ministership, name it, we've gone through it. Finally ending up with this, what I term as suicidal system of multi-party universal suffrage of one man, one vote. 
Folks, one man, one vote. Have you seen the videos going about on social media since the corona thing came about? And sometimes they interview people on the streets and the level of intellect they exhibit becomes comedy. Oh yes, becomes complete comedy. The level of intellect becomes a comedy. Did you see the boys dancing after the president spoke last night? Well, folks, the serious part is that most of them have a vote. And when it comes to the time, they will also join the queue to make that important decision as who becomes president. (laughs) These are some of the things that uh, you can't openly say. But these are the things that openly kill us. Folks, this low-level intellect and these stupid boys who are dancing, most of them have a vote. And if you were to open a ballot today, they will all queue up to also tell you that they are going to make a decision as to who governs the country. But folks, let me say that if Kwame Nkrumah and JB were alive today, they will not be split in the idea as to whether we should go for our second independence or not. Whether later, now, whatever it is, they would have agreed. History has already taught us we have the benefit of hindsight. We have the benefit of hindsight. The blessings of past failures and the most critical ingredient of a developing nation. The most critical ingredient of a developing nation. Folks, religious harmony, religious tolerance and tribal harmony. Religious tolerance and tribal harmony. Folks, with this, the sky is not even the limit. It is just the beginning. If you have these two, folks, the sky is just the beginning of your achievement. Folks, once again, the world is on its knees. Most countries are thinking of how to even lift a ban on movement. Economies are down. Citizens are thinking of themselves. They don't really care about Ghana. And besides, they are even suffering more than us. They are dying more than us. So I say economic independence now. We must go for our economic independence now. And yes, like all freedoms, it will not be given to us on a silver platter. And unlike the first independence struggle that went on for years, we don't have that luxury of time. And by now, folks, all hands should be on deck. All our great minds should be coming together. Those outside, those within should be called into a room to start thinking. They should be back. Operation Second Independence should be in motion like yesterday. By now, folks, a new constitution should be on its final stages. We've already done reforms, and so we know what to add and what to take out. We know. We have tried and tested it. We know what works and what doesn't work. It should be on its final stages by now. Folks, a constitution that gives us a modest leader. A constitution that would allow the leader to dream. A constitution that would give the leader time to think. Not 
one that creates an imperial dictator who has been compromised through competition for leadership under the guise of democracy. Folks, weeks ago, well, two weeks ago, I think, I asked that after the lockdown, then what? After the lockdown, then what? We go back to our usual filth, selling on the street, begging on the street, breaking laws because we claim we are poor. Thousands of able young men sleeping rough, not because they are mad, depressed, drunk, or broken-hearted, no, but because they are chasing an impossible dream that go to Accra and things will be fine. Thousands of young able men. Their contribution to the economy is selling PK shoelaces. That's their contribution to the economy. It's time to bring all political players on board through a merit and high target setting with very, very modest pegs. Gone are the days of that, you know, unearned luxuries. Very modest. Politics should be not be a money-making venture for people to go about borrowing money to come and try their luck. People spending money clearly way more than what they will earn when they come into politics. You know the reason why they're doing that. We must be ready, folks, to plant trees. We will not eat their fruit nor even sit under their shades. This generation must say that we are ready to plant trees for which fruits we may not enjoy and shades we may not enjoy. Thankfully, our education reforms are underway. We should be more aggressive and immediately link it directly to the development of the nation. Our education should be directly linked to the development of the nation so that 80-90% of people in school today should be in school because of something that the nation needs. That's why they are there. Not that you just go to school, come out and ask somebody that maybe is good. Hello? Folks, I was pleading also that as we are locked down, Operation Citizenship should start, should be activated. This culture of free and absolute freedom should be taken out of our spirits. This idea that once I'm alive, I do as I please should be knocked out of our system. It won't be easy. But if the nation decides, if leaders come together, with the little I have seen, I am very clear that the majority will be in support. Folks, it will make no sense for all these boys who left the cities to come back down. Folks, praying for a bit of traffic so they can sell a thing or two, you know, earpieces and shoelaces and and shoe polish and air freshness. 21-year-old boy, 18-year-old woman praying for traffic so they can sell their words. And as a nation, we sit back, looking at these teeming numbers. How do you develop? How do you develop? 
But what I fear is that, folks, we are going to find a way to open the door for political campaigning and just rip this country apart once more time. We will open the door for political campaigning. There will be pressures. In spite of all the monies that government has spent, they will have to now find money and do compensatory development, if I may call it, to beg for votes, plant us more into debt, and then you know what? We set out to borrow again. But we must want it. Folks, we must want a one Ghana. We must want a Ghana that has got one vision. And the governments that are united across all parties. We must unite across all parties. There's enough to go around. There are enough jobs for everybody. Set proper targets. Proper targets. So if there are accidents on the Techiman Road, the Techima MTTD box is giving a target that if two buses crash in a year, you don't have a job. If there's robbery in Kaswa and you want to be the police commander in Kaswa, they ask you, what do you need? And if we give it to you and you don't drop it by X amount of percentage, you don't have a job. Targets. But as it is now, all you do is just get the post, get your pay and go to sleep. Nobody can sack you. Nobody can question you. Asa, you just finished. And so people are just clamoring for post and position, clamoring for post and post. Because once you are there, you're home and dry. That culture should stop while we are going for our second independence. So people will accept positions because they know in their heart, I can execute it. Let us formalize the informal sector. Let us reduce our taste for foreign things as much as possible. Let us raise our own standards. Let us rebrand. Folks, let us price things reasonably in this country. Let us begin to price things reasonably in this country. And this can be done. Folks, this can be done. But under this current high-stake competition, winner takes all, do or die system, it's almost impossible. We have tried it. We have tested it. And that's it. All it does, it creates zombies and creates a country that, as I speak to you today in 2020, 53% don't even have a white silver porcelain in their house that they can do their business in. But maybe, folks, maybe we have missed a fine opportunity. Maybe we have missed another fine opportunity to regroup and start that fight again. Maybe we have missed it. JB is not here. Enchromar is not here. So we were not able to seize that moment. We were not able to seize that moment. For us, it's going back to business as usual. We're going back to business as usual. And give us another few weeks, we'll start registering buses, throwing people away on the roads. Even in the lockdown period, they could have sent bus drivers to go and start retraining. It would have been a perfect opportunity to start retraining drivers. 
But no, it's just sit home, eat, sit home, eat, sit home, eat, and then business as usual. In the lockdown period, some teachers, maybe science teachers, could have been retrained. Folks, we should and must use this period for something. We should and must use this period for something to the beneficial of all of us. And importantly, let us go for our economic independence. Even if we can achieve 70% of economic independence. Folks, this would be a country to behold. But you know what? I'm going to go on the phones. And when I go on the phones, I just want to find out. Do you agree that we should have? The second independence is this the fine opportunity to go for the second independence two you can say no as for me i disagree this is not the time and then you give me your explanation then we go but in the meantime in between time i'm listening to you And it's 0302-216-541. Do you agree that this would have been a time to go for a second independence, which is the economic one? Or you think that, no, 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 hold on, Anna, you're Russian. This is not it. Okay, let me see who's my first caller. Uh, this is Bryce from Carnation. Let me hear you, my brother. Yes, in fact, now you said it all. God richly bless you. You used a word when you started the program. When you started the program, you used a word which I love so much. But sometimes when you use that word, then people take you something else. You know, S-T-U-P-I-D. <laughs> it's a great word. It's a great word in this country. Do you know that, Nana? I'm listening to you, my brother. Uh, uh, you've done it all. You must really take this opportunity to change a lot of things. But we've not changed anything yet. Because people are back on the walkways, selling their wares. And people are back on lawlessness, on our roads. You know, everything is, is still back to square zero. So I think if you have a second... Uh, uh, re, uh, uh, new, new, colon, new colonization or whatever, whatever. I'm not all that educated, but I think you have to go back and go and learn properly and come back and do the property. God bless you. God bless you too. 0302216541. Quay is on the line. Hello, Quay. 
Hello, Nana. Good evening. Good evening, Kwe. All right, Nana. I, I always used to say that you are the best radio presenter that I usually listen to Thank because you. of the kind of topics you always bring on board for us to discuss. Mm. Nana, it seems like during the time Ghana was seeking for independence, there was nothing like a better education on why we are seeking for independence. Mm-hmm. Or it could also be that the reason why we entered into Western culture, there was nothing like a proper education on it. And I am suggesting that there should be a proper education on why we seek for independence. In fact, you were referring to that people who were jubilating because Nanado has, you know, uh, removed the ban on us. In fact, why should you have to jubilate in such a critical condition that we are facing now? Because you've stayed in the house for a longer period of time. In fact, we don't go to school just to go and pass through like that. You have to allow the school to pass through you so that you will be well educated, so that when the time comes and you are also sharing your ideas on decision, you will come out with a proper decision. Thank you very much. That was Quay, but Ben is on the line. Let's find out if Ben agrees or disagrees. Ben, what's your position? Oh, no, no, I agree with you totally. Mm. Because, you see, the mindset of the Ghanaian is totally gone. It's about time we had that independence. People should be taught what to do and what not to do, what to say and what not to say. You sit in buses, the meter, insulting elderly people. You sit in buses and people see, all the people sitting in the bus, they won't even give them their seat. When you go to the lorry station, they push the old ladies off. The young boys push them off and get on board the bus. But in those days, when you sit in the bus, you give your seat to the older people. Mm. It's about time we got that re-education. Independence must be done again. This lockdown should have been the time to change so many things. Please go on. Don't stop this program. God bless you. Give you more strength and wisdom. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much. This one says, Good evening, Nana. I'm Kwame from Latabi Okoshi, and I agree with you 100%. Without that, after this virus, it will not be easy for us. Uh, but Ebo is on the line. Hello, Ebo. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Nana, oh, Nana. But I want to find out if you how, agree we should we should have how, how are you doing? Are they cool? <laughs> mm. We talk uh, we tire. <laughs> <laughs> you see the other day I was commending uh or I was telling my, Mr. Darcy that you see Joel um, I've realized that they have no sold their platform for politicians to ride over them. Mm-hmm. If all the stations would do so, eh, politicians, they cannot do anything they like. They, it seems they don't understand the, what, what they are doing. They are serving. They are serving us. What we like is what they have to do. But you see, when it is time for um, power, they come to us, la la sulala. But when they get it, oh, we write about the people. It is a very bad thing. So I pray, I pray that if, if we get even five stations in Ghana that will not sell their platform to these politicians, and we, the people, become one, 
there is no way they can do what they like in this nation. And the good people will say amen to that. Rachel is on the line. Hello, Rachel. Hi, Nana. Good evening. Good evening, Rachel. Rachel, I want to find out, do you think it, it, we should use this opportunity to change something? Absolutely, Nana. I think we should. I think this is a great opportunity. And thank you so much for this wonderful show. It's very, very powerful. I really believe that we should take this opportunity because, like you said, economies all over the world are collapsing. And everybody's, you know, everybody for themselves and go for us all. This is a chance for us to rebuild our nation and our continent together. And, and I don't think we should miss this opportunity. The second thing I wanted to talk about was the fact that I think we've lost identity as Africans. We've lost identity as Ghanaians. We don't know who we are. We are not taught our history. We don't know what we've achieved. I mean, even the, in, the, in the United States, there are so many things that um, Africans did um, before independence there. And this information has been hidden by white people because they want us to believe that we are nothing. And so the narrative has been for a long time that Africans are nothing. And like you know, Ghanaians always say about ourselves, oh, as for Ghana, we are stupid. Those as for Ghanaians, we are this, we are that. We're always talking down on ourselves. We don't uh, promote made in Ghana goods. We are not interested in buying our stuff. When you go to the market to buy something, the person will tell you, oh, this is from Italy. Oh, this one is local. And they'll be laughing. You know, there's something fundamentally wrong with how we think. And I think it's about time um, we change those things. And the third thing I wanted to address was the Chinese. I think we've all seen the videos that are going around with the Chinese brutalizing our people and our, our brothers in, 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 in their country. And if that's the case, I think that the onus lies on us to send them back to where they came from. I think that we should take the law into our own hands. This is our nation. These are our people. We should bring them back home. And we have to, you know, whatever we have to do to let the Chinese know that, listen, if you're going to come and do business with us, then you have to be cordial with us. Otherwise, we will we'll do our own trade within our continent and be fine without them. Because I think we don't need another colonization from Chinese. We've had enough. Thank you very much. Uh, well, we won't take our law into our own hands, but we will push the law to, to its limits. I agree with that. Echo is on the line. Hello, Echo. Hello, Nana. Good evening. Good evening, Echo. Echo, do you think we should use this period as, you know, for something positive? Yes, I would think, I, would, I think we should go for a second independence. Mm. Economic-wise, mm-hmm. we should go for second independence. Because Nana is very frustrating, very appalling. Now, start out, you know, where we are in a country, we have people taking as low as 100 cities, uh, 150 cities, mm. 200, 50 cities a month. And then you see, most of the use use the deficit to cross over to Europe to seek for greener passes. It is very unfortunate. I don't know if none of you can tell me the last pound or the last share of a Ghanaian as compared to other European countries in the world. You know, we used to work through that with the South Korea, uh, Malaysia, and then Singapore. But look at them now. They're all ahead of this. We're not really serious at all. So I will go for a second independence. Thank you very much. And we have the history to teach us. We have the benefit of hindsight. Most people don't know. Like you will try or you try your luck, try your luck, and then if it works, it works. But we we have the benefit of hindsight. We even know what will happen. I mean, what a blessing. And above all, Joe, religious tolerance. A country where the chief imam's hundred birthday goes to a Catholic church to celebrate it. It doesn't even happen in heaven. Not even in heaven would that happen. Countries where Ashantis and Gonjas are free. I mean, the Dangobas has a fight and then the Ashanti Hini goes to, to make peace and see you. And so which means that when you decide to move ahead as a country, you don't have all these niggly problems. Because these are problems that are not solvable. You can't solve a problem when it's, you know, religious blame. Whose God are you going to say is bad or good? 
If it's religious, tribal battle, whose tribe are you going to say is good or bad? And here we are. We don't have these problems. All we need to do is to come together and forge forward. But Justice is on the line. Hello, Justice. Yeah, good evening, Anna. Good evening. Uh, thank God for your love and thank you for the good work you are doing for Managana. Thank you. Nana, I agree with you. Uh, this is the time we have to try so many things and see that it will work. I wonder, and sometimes I'm surprised that we are living in a country. The country don't have any manifesto, but the political party in this country have manifesto. And sometimes, when I listen to people who call themselves professor and things, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And Nana, please, Joy FM is only hope left for Ghana. And I want all Ghanaians to pray for Joy FM, special multimedia family. And the people who are jubilating, the Ghanaians who are jubilating about uh, free of this lockdown, they have to be very careful. It's our life. Nobody is living his life or her life for any government. So we have to be very careful. We have to be very careful. The virus is around the corner. And the good people would listen and listen well. But Nana is on the phone. Hello, Nana. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Let me hear you. Oh, yes. Thank you very much for picking my call. Mm. I'm really saddened about what is happening in the world today. And very saddened because uh, Chinese had a solution earlier on to uh, this pandemic. And they kept the secret to themselves, not letting the world know. And so many people have died. It makes me very, feel very sad, and it makes me feel that they are very cruel people. They haven't been kind to the whole world, and people are still dying, and yet they had the remedy to it at a very early stage of this disease. And I think that they own the world. They have to compensate the whole world. Any nation that has lost even a soul must be compensated by the Chinese. Because the disease came from their land, they had a solution very early, and they turned blinded eye on the whole world. And it's such a cheat. And then they come and give aid to the very people they are killing. I think we mustn't take aid from Chinese anymore. And I think even our contracts for what they have done, the government must look into it again. And probably we must make sure that we get our people from China. In fact, they can come. And as soon as they get to Ghana, we quarantine them. Else, they are going to die. They will kill them, you know. So our people must come. Just as every nation would like to go for their, for their people, you know. We should go for our people. They shouldn't come and mingle with us. We quarantine them. And I believe with the help of, you know, the, the way we pray in Ghana, the Lord will show mercy on us. And our people can be saved. Thank you very much, Nana. Uh, good evening, Nana. What a sensitive topic. It's high time we fought for our economic independence. The problem is that the winner takes all ideology. All we need is being united as a people and fight for our freedom. Stephen, Minsomenya, my dear son. Jack is on the phone. Hello, Jack. Yes, sir. Good evening. Let me hear you, brother. Okay. My, my few contributions. Sure. Um, you know, Ghana, we have everything. We are brilliant. We are fantastic. We have the men. We have the zone. We have everything. You see, we don't, we don't, we don't think ahead. That is it. The thing is that we are shallow-minded. We, we don't think afar. 
let's go down a little. Look at what Kwame Kumens and the rest did for us. Look at the Tumamoto. Look at Accra. They have this centralized um, drainage just in the middle of the roads. Look at what is happening now. We saw that we are selling our land without any servicing. Nothing. No proper road network, no proper drainage system. Now a contractor will just take a, a, a gutter, did it, I mean, they couldn't be level or where the gutter is channeling to, nobody knows. It will go and then block somewhere and then we, when it rains, we have this congestion. You know, we don't plan. We don't have any foresight. We are not planning ahead. We are just doing what we have to do to satisfy just a few people or to satisfy certain things we promised. You see, the thing is that what I suggest is that we should even stop voting. We should have something like a 50 years plan. And then at every four years, we appoint an, a, 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 one of the biggest political parties to come and steer ahead everything that we, we, we draw ahead for that 50 years. But we don't need somebody to come and plan eight years. What can you do in eight years? And then go another person come. So it's like we are always abandoning something that has to be continued because you have to do what you promise. Otherwise, people will not regard you for what you stand for. So, so if, we don't, if we are not planning ahead, tell me how can we achieve something to benefit everybody? Just look at this little lockdown and people are dying. People are not even getting something to eat. Why? Because we've not done our things properly. And then, you see, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on where you stand on the field, you can say that the lifting of the ban is okay or not. But you see, looking at the current situation right now, look at those people. Somebody has to carry something to get something to eat. Probably even the rice or the kenke they serve that person that day. He doesn't even eat that or he doesn't eat kenke, he doesn't eat rice. Who will he or she goes to? You see, so the thing is that depending on where you are standing, then what you say. But then we should just have a national plan, something 50 years ahead, and plan, take hard decisions for us to, to, to leave a great legacy for our generations to come. I agree with you. Let us plant trees that we are not going to enjoy the fruits or even sit under a shade. That's the sacrifice we need to do today. Sami Bwache in Asaman Kesi. Now, in fact, you have raised an excellent point. And I think you're 100% right. We should change our attitude totally. And something must be done seriously. Good evening. But Inshaba is on the phone. Hello, Inshaba. Hello, good evening. Good e- Hi. Thank you so much for doing this amazing show. I've been waiting for someone to do this show for a long time. Um, I've got quite a bit to say about what's going on. Um, I actually, um, you know, recently come and go all the time, but I've just recently come back to say, and I have to say that um, I think it's time that Ghanaians and Africans as a whole, you know, just get together and decide that this time we're not going to be colonized by anyone. I mean, we've had Britain colonize us. We have America coming there, Portugal coming here. Every single person from the West that don't have anything in their country have always come to Africa to just take, take, take. We don't get anything. And it really breaks my heart when I hear about stories like we are the second biggest exporters of cocoa in the world. And when you're in the UK, they have so many varieties of chocolate and they taste really nice. And they put pictures on there and say it's from Ghana and it's fair trade, blah, blah, blah. And yet, when they're taking the cocoa, we can't tell them how much they need to pay for us. And I, it just bugs belief that we're in this country and we can't actually tell them they need our product. If we decide we're not going to sell it, they can go anywhere, they'll still come back. We need to start putting our foot down and say, listen, we're going to sell, sell you a ton of cocoa for this amount of money, either want it or not. 
right? At the end of the day, everybody always wants to get something for nothing. And that's how it's always been in this country. And I think right now, everyone is level pegging in the world. The world is right down. The economy has collapsed totally. Right now, America, they don't know what they're doing. But very conveniently, China is, is up and running, you know? And they actually gave this virus to everyone and protected their people. And now they're up and running. And Chinese are still in this country. I've seen loads of videos online where they're torturing and brutalizing Africans. The Africans, they love so much that they're coming and ripping us off, uh, off again in this continent. That, those Africans that are there, they're showing us what they really want to do to us. They're showing us how they really want to treat us. So, I mean, come on. Isn't the time out for our government and people that are in power, these politicians, to stop taking money? Because they need to understand that when you take those monies, they're not going to be able to spend it. Because by the time they're ready to spend it, the guy on top of your head is a master who is called China Man. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Jerry's been on the line for a while. Hello, Jerry. Oh, Alfred now. I got Alfred now. Hello, Alfred. Yeah, hello. Good evening, Anna. Alfred, let me hear you. Um, I'm so, so much happy you, you brought this topic up. Hmm. I always say that extinction is uh, a nation uh, that does not have a vision is a field state. Because uh, if you can't uh, plan... Alfred, lower your radio set for me, please. Thank you. Okay, hold on a second. Is it better? It's better. Okay. I always say that a nation that does not have a vision is a failed state. And Ghana is a typical example. And for that matter, Africa as a whole. What is it that we don't have in Africa? Hmm. Look, compare the West and, 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 and the East. What do they have? Everything that they have comes from Africa. Yet, they produce so much and bring us some. So it's just, it's just so sad that you have leaders who don't have the vision. When I take my country, Ghana, as a sample, we don't even have five years development plan. Let's learn to talk about 50, 60, 70 years development plan. I want... Sorry, the, the, the line, there's a lot of feedback on the line. But Kwabna is on the line. Hello, Kwabna, let me hear you. Hello, Nana. Good yeah. evening, Nana. Good evening. I hope you are doing well. I'm good. Thank God. Nana, I have said this, and I think I would want to say it again, that this country, in 20, 30 years, will either be the same or worse. If we don't stop this multi-party partisan we are doing, and rather draw a 20, 30-year, 50-year plan, appoint some group of people every five years to spearhead this plan, because clearly we've been doing this since 1992 or 1996, and it, it clearly shows there's no way. I mean, this thing is not taking us anywhere. Anywhere. We have a lot of data, we have a lot of information that we can use to build this country. If we don't start thinking as citizens, of this country for the near for the future our children children would come and inherit nothing but dust thank you very much 
Thank you, Sue. Very profound. Hello, Nana. Indeed, truth be told. However, we must bow our heads in shame in the way we have run this nation for the past 60 years and over. I don't get a sense of remorse from listening to leaders, technocrats, and even politicians. So at this point that the world is leveled by this COVID-19, is it, it is an opportunity for us to discard useless retrogressive traditions, ideologies and norms of business as usual mentality. Something has gone wrong with the psyche of the African male. We need to really be sober and change. Nobody can do it for us. God has given us all that we need to move. We must take the bull by its horns first. Recognize our sorry state. Take responsibility for the situation we are in. Confessing and naming the issues and wrongdoing. Repenting by making a radical turn around and overturning of all the wrong tables hindering us socially, politically, religiously and individually. Strategize on solutions. Thank you for these thought-provoking conversations, Pastor DeMay. But Dramani is on the line. Hello, Dramani. Uh, good evening, Nana. Yes, boss. How are you, sir? I'm very well, Dramani. Uh-huh. Nana, uh, it's a very good topic, as usual. And a topic that definitely will provoke, you know, some thoughts. And uh, I would just like to point out something. You know, one difficulty we have as a, a race is that we don't read. You see, reading is part of evolution of man. Okay? When you talk about even the American Revolution, for instance, it was instigated by, a, you know, coming across a knowledge. Okay? Because somebody just wrote a pamphlet, and then those people there, they read a pamphlet, and then they decided, no, the pamphlet opened their eyes and minds to something that they were being colonized. They didn't deserve to be colonized. Okay? But in Africa, we don't read. And most of the things that are secret in this world, they are in the books. The life, what I'm saying, is not true. You can tell me. Okay? That is why all the divine things that we know are in the books. So if you are not ready to read, there's no way you will develop. Okay? Nana, the program you are doing today, if you were to do a, a transcript or you transcribe the program today in a book, it will not sell. It's not going to sell because the people are not ready to even read. Nana, let me just use your platform to ask this question. You know, I'm a student, mm-hmm. and uh, for some time now we have been home because of this uh, coronavirus thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to ask if the infection actually takes place faster in the classroom and churches more than in the market. Because it's actually between, I, I don't understand it, why markets will be open. Kansamantua, Gobushi, Medina market, and the Kijitia market, they are all open. Hmm, you made your point there, but Ebenezer is on the line. Hello, Ebenezer. Ebenezer. Good evening, if you can hear me. Yes, I can hear you, my brother. Make it a quick one for me. Uh, I will try. Um, Nana, I agree wholeheartedly uh, with you that the Constitution needs complete overhaul. But uh, this business 
about winner takes all. It's not what militates against our economic development. Uh, I've said this time without number, and I hope the lawyers out there will bring their minds to this. Our problem is Article 57, Clause 6 of our Constitution, which says that you cannot try a president after he leaves office in his official capacity, but personal capacity. I get to where you're leading to, but time is running out. Good evening, Nana. Please don't encourage this Chinese xenophobia and misinformation. Chinese have not found any cure, treatment, or solution to the virus. No vaccine, no treatment. So let us not propagate the falsehood. Let us not swallow hook, line, and sinker the Western propaganda. What helped them was their system of governance and strict discipline when they asked them to stay put. They did. This is from Susan Edu Amankwa who is from Noguchi. So she's talking from a science perspective. Now we do we do have a 40-year national development plan that was handed over to the president in 2017. And I know it has been revised, waiting to be handed over to the president for his acceptance. I was part of the drafting of the 40-year national development plan during President Mahama's tenure, which we handed to the current government under the chairmanship of Dr. Kwesi Let's demand it as a people. But in the meantime, in between time... Elton Brube is here to give you the uh, news bulletin. Overdrive is next with Sami Fosin. Abeku will be on the ones and twos still. And we are grateful to him. Grateful to my external producer, Oheneire Awudansua, and my assistant producer, Yami Enyonyam. <laughs> All now producing the, the, uh, the opinion. Hey, bad crowd. But I thank you so much for tuning in every Monday. And next Monday, we'll be back here. We'll be back here again to think of our beloved Ghana. But as I always say, that until the lions have their own historians, the tales of hunting would always glorify the hunter. To the headline news at eight and end this package. The trade union congress has described as devastating the impacts on the economy brought on by the three week lockdown of Accra, Kumasi, and Kaswa. President Kufad announced a partial lockdown to control and manage the spread of the coronavirus when Ghana recorded her 200 cases, but with 145, with 1045 positive cases and status of over 18,000 samples yet to be established. The president last night lifted the lockdown. According to the Secretary General Yabam, a study conducted by the Congress revealed thousands have lost their jobs with some businesses collapsing, resulting from the lockdown. He was speaking at a meeting with the president at the Jubilee House. 